Well, a very happy Christmas to you all. It's great to have you with us. My name is Adrian and I'm the vicar and every year it's my joy to welcome hundreds of people from across the community to celebrate Christmas with us. This year it's obviously a Christmas with a difference but it's good to pause and to remember that we still have a big hope in Jesus and that his coming is still good news. We'll be hearing a little bit about that later in our service but as we begin today let me pray a special prayer, the prayer of the church, the collect. Almighty God, you make us glad each year as we remember the birth of Jesus, your Son. Grant that we may joyfully receive him as our Redeemer, so that we may behold him with hope and with confidence when he comes to be our judge, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen.
A reading taken from Isaiah chapter 9. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as, the jo as with joy at the harvest, as people exult with dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of the oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in, in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold his justice and with righteousness, righteousness from his this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of the Lord. Three kings from Persian lands are far To Jordan follow the pointing star And this the quest of the travellers three Where the newborn king of the Jews may be Full royal gifts they bear for the king Gold incense mother The star shines out with a steadfast ray. The kings to Bethlehem make their way, and there in worship they bend the knee as Mary's child in her lap they see. Their royal gifts they show to the king, gold incense mother. child of man, go to Bethlehem. The kings are traveling, travel with them. The star of mercy, the star of grace, shall lead thy heart to its resting place. Gold incense, mirth, thou canst not bring. Offer thy heart to the infant king. Offer thy heart. The reading taken from St. Luke's Gospel, Chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from the Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged 
and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favours. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, we've talked a lot this year about wanting the perfect Christmas. 
Recently, I chatted with a friend of mine who told me the story of one of his Christmases. Picture the scene with me. They had the most beautiful tree glimmering with lights. Under the tree, there were presents perfectly wrapped. The turkey had been gently basted and was simmering away in the oven, filling the house with the most beautiful aroma. And the family went off to church, pulling the door behind them. They enjoyed the most incredible carol service. And getting home, they realised that they'd left the key inside. The scene for the perfect Christmas was set, but they couldn't get in. They were locked out. And I'm guessing for lots of us, every year Christmas is a little bit like that. It comes around once a year, but in reality, we find ourselves asking, how can I access it? How can I have a part in it? How can I enter into it? And how is it relevant for me and my life? Now, one of the Bible readings that we just read um, reminded us that the angels came to bring good news of great joy, not for some people, but for all people. You might have heard that reading, and perhaps you were thinking to yourself, how on earth is the birth of a baby 2,000 years ago, 2,000 miles away, relevant to me and to the people of Gosainan and Lacha today? Life is complex, particularly in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic. How is this relevant? How does this make a difference? And how is this good news? Well, if those were the questions that you were asking, I guess you'd not be alone. Because 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, that first Christmas was complex too. I mean, think about Mary. She was a young, unmarried woman. The child in me is the gift of the Holy Spirit, she'd have told neighbours. Yeah, right, they'd have said, as they were gossiping behind her back. It would have been tough. It would have been really hard. And then what about Joseph? His fiancée, the woman that he was due to marry, she was expecting a baby, and it wasn't his. He was trusting and hoping that this news was good news for him. But how on earth could it be? And then what about the shepherds? They were there too. Well, in Jesus' time, they were the lowest of the low. A little bit rough around the edges. Certainly not the kind of people that had got everything right. They were hoping and trusting. How was this good news for them? I was brought up in Ponte de Lais, and one of our Christmas traditions as a kid was going to Ponte de Lais Garden Centre to visit Santa in his grotto. Every year, I'd queue up, excited, waiting to get to the front of the queue. And when I got there, I'd jump with gusto onto Santa's knee, waiting for that perfect gift. And he always asked the same question. Have you been a good boy this year? And with a smile on my face, hoping that he wouldn't find out about everything that I'd done wrong, I'd always say the same thing. Yes. Yes, Santa. Yes, I've been a good boy. But do you know something? 
if I had my time all over again, if I was able to go back to Ponte de Lysen to that grotto and to sit just one more time on Santa's knee, I think I'd probably say, no, Santa. No, I haven't been a good boy. And let's face it, neither have you. But do you know, that's the good news of Christmas. Because it's a reminder that we don't have to earn or to deserve God's perfect gift. It's given. It's a free gift. A free gift of grace. And all we have to do is accept it. It doesn't really matter who we are or what we've done or what we haven't done. What really matters is that we recognise that a gift is being offered, the gift of Jesus, and that we accept that gift and invite Jesus into our lives. Think about it. We don't give gifts to people because they've earned them or because they've deserved them. We give people gifts because we really love them. And the good news of Christmas, in the midst of life's mess, all the complexities of COVID and everything else that weighs us down, is this. God has given us Jesus. God has given you Jesus. Not because you deserve him. Not because you've earned him. Not because of who you are. But because you are loved. God loves you. He knows you intimately. All the good and all the bad. All the success and all the failure. All that you're proud of. And all you'd sooner push back to the bottom of the cupboard so nobody else can see it or know about it. He knows you to the bottom of your heart and the bottom of your soul, and he loves you. Now, you may not know this, but the name Jesus means saviour. And you know, I think that if our greatest need was for money, God would probably have sent a banker. If our greatest need was for entertainment, God would probably have sent an entertainer. If we needed a careful answer to a really difficult political problem, then perhaps God would have sent a politician. But the truth is, he sent a saviour. He sent a saviour because our greatest need is the need for forgiveness. And you know, every good gift is free. But it's not free for the giver of the gift. That's what makes it so significant, so important. And Jesus' story shows us that you are loved so much that Jesus was prepared to die for you, to give up everything for you on a cross, to reconcile your relationship with God, to restore your relationship with your Father. If I can show off with a bit of Greek for a moment, the gospel that we heard from Luke talks about Jesus being wrapped in swaddling cloth. That word wrapped is the same word 
used when Jesus is wrapped in grave clothes and laid in a tomb. It's obvious that we're supposed to make that link between the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem and his death on the cross in Calvary. Do you know, Jesus died for you because you're loved. But the story doesn't end there. Yes, his death means freedom from sin. Yes, his death means a restored relationship with God. But he conquers death and he rises again. And that's just incredible. And it's good news, not just because it's a story of incredible, sacrificial love. It's good news because it's true. The evidence of the resurrection is incredible. And it encourages me to believe that all my sins have been forgiven. That fear, even in the middle of a pandemic, can be cast out by perfect love. And it encourages me to know and to understand that I have a hope that is stronger even than death. Do you know, Jesus, even in a pandemic, gives me deep peace. Deep peace as I contend with coronavirus. Deep peace as I contend with all the storms of life. That news about Jesus, it gives me joy that is really resilient in the face of suffering. And it reminds me that I'm loved. That love brings a purpose to every single day of my life. Now you might be sitting at home listening to this, thinking that's incredible. But is that message really for me? Surely it must be for those holy people in the church, the people who've got everything right, the people who've dotted every I and crossed every T, the people who've never put a foot wrong. Well, let me tell you, those kind of people don't exist. And the church, it's not a club for saints. It's a hospital for sinners, for people trying to be more like Jesus. And it's always been like that. I want to end by taking you right back to where I began, to the stable in Bethlehem. Because there in a stable, in Bethlehem, we meet with a bunch of ordinary people. People who've far from got everything right. People who've made mistakes. But they gather around the Saviour, Jesus. And you're invited to do the same this Christmas. You're invited to recognise God's great gift that could be yours. You're invited to experience the power of his love and to accept that gift of love for yourselves. You know, think about it. When it comes to it, it's that that gives you a deep, immistakable, life-changing joy, knowing that you are known, that you are valued, and that you are loved. Mary, that news, she kept it secure in her heart. 
the shepherds, well, having encountered Jesus, they were overflowing with joy because of what they'd heard and because of what they've seen. And that's the experience of every single Christian who's come to know and experience Jesus for themselves. Every single Christian down through the ages, including me. Because there is great joy in knowing that you are truly known, truly accepted and truly loved. That's what Jesus came to show us. And I really hope that you will know that for yourself this Christmas. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, 
In a little space of time, just to pause and connect before the festivities begin, we just want to bring our prayers to you. We want to focus our hearts on you to celebrate the gifts of hope, peace, joy and love that you gave us on that first Christmas. We want to thank you now for the gift of Jesus, a baby born of God, destined to be the light of the world. We remember the miracle of that birth and ask that you help us to think about the true meaning behind our celebrations over the next few days. We rejoice in knowing that the greatest gift of all came not beautifully wrapped and placed under a tinsel tree, it came wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. We want to remember and thank you now for sending your son one holy night, born to live a perfect life and then to die on the cross for us in love. Lord, we thank you too that he rose from the dead and that this Christmas and every Christmas we can celebrate the amazing gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ and the hope that brings no matter what life throws at us. Lord, you promise rest for those who are tired, victory in our battles, peace when we are worried or afraid or broken-hearted, not just at Christmas but every day of every year. And Lord Jesus, this year we have been through a time when we faced all of those things. We ask that you draw us near to you now and release the joy in us that may have been lost in this difficult season. Bring us comfort through your spirit, Lord. We pray for healing in our land and across the globe for an end to the pandemic and we thank you for the vaccine. We pray and give thanks for those who have been so instrumental in keeping us all going, the hospitals, health and care workers, the schools, colleges, universities and childcare settings, the food producers, retail and delivery services, and so many more. We thank you for those who are working to help the vulnerable in our nation and in our world and pray that they will get the rest they need over the Christmas period. We think especially of those working even on Christmas Day to keep us all safe and give thanks for them. And Lord, we pray for our church, for those who have kept us together and those who have kept on serving. Thank you for the fellowship that has been such a blessing and how the love we have for each other has grown. And so too, we pray for our church leaders and especially for Adrian, our vicar, as they keep serving the community, even still at Christmas time, and for those who are ministering in so many new ways. We want to pray, Lord Jesus, for those facing Christmas away from loved ones this year and ask that you bring them peace and comfort. And for those who will find Christmas a struggle, those who are ill, lonely, living in poverty or homeless, bring them comfort too, Lord. We know that peace on earth can only come when hearts find peace with you, and so we choose to reflect that good news in our own lives so others can see you in us this Christmas and every day after. And Lord, to share the simple but life-changing message of your love for us by showing that love in everything we do and with everyone we meet. We give glory now to the newborn King and everlasting Prince of Peace. Amen.
Well, thank you so much for joining us for our Christmas celebration. I hope that it's helped you to experience something of the truth of Christmas and that it's brought joy and peace into your homes. As we end today, I just want to pray for God's blessing over you. So may God bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he watch over you and be kind to you this Christmas and always. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. A very happy, joyful and wonderful Christmas to each and every one of you.